Hey guys, welcome to the Blindside Podcast here on Spotify and Anchor. I have the privilege and the honor of interviewing CBS Austin's anchor, Walt Makaborski. Walt, welcome to the show. Hey Nick, it's a pleasure to be here. Glad to be uh, one of your first. Well, I definitely, when I was thinking who who would be the first person on the podcast, you were the first one that came to mind. Well, I'm uh, very honored to be uh, on your podcast and... Uh, you know, excited to talk about my journey and your journey as well. Yeah, and hey, well, I definitely um, will ask you because we focus, um, our main focus is disability, but this one's going to be a little bit different, but I'm, I want to ask you maybe like what it would be like for somebody who is disabled, uh, like myself or different challenges, what maybe they would uh, need to go through or do to be in the field that you're in or to even be a news anchor or a cameraman behind the scenes. Uh, absolutely, and there are, are a lot of opportunities for that. That we can talk about for sure. Okay. Well, well. First question I wanted to ask you: How did you get your start, and like, what made you want to do? Uh, where were you? Where are you from originally? And like, what made you want to get into broadcasting? You know, when there's so many things out there um, to do. Well, I grew up in Southern California, okay. and uh, I wanted to be a pro baseball player. And uh, what uh, I decided to do was try out for the high school team, right? And uh, what happened that really hurt me was that I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got cut from the high school football um, baseball team, right? Oh, wow. And uh, that crushed me because I thought I was going to be a uh, pro baseball player. Mm-hmm. So I said, how do I uh, continue to play or be involved with baseball without playing it? So right. I said, maybe I could be a broadcaster. Right. So uh, I started thinking, okay, I'm going to get into broadcast journalism and start doing that. So the bug actually started in high school. I really didn't get my first break until junior college, and I started on the news team for the radio station. Oh, wow. And it was at Saddleback Community College, and then I was a DJ at night. Um, But then I would recommend anybody, disability or not, if you want to get into journalism, try to read everything you can. Okay. And then... Just be as well-read, as many voices as you can read, and, uh, and do that. So well, my first big break happened in college. I got an internship with ABC News. I started as a desk assistant, and really it was a glorified secretary, but I was with ABC News. Right. So, uh, and that was the thing. So my, my really suggestion is find your passion. What do you like? Do you like video? Do you like um, writing? Do you like... Um, directing, do you like producing, do you like storytelling? So I really got my start in community college and then in college with my internship, and then that's how I really um, got my stuff um, together. Okay. For a quick uh, quick disclaimer, everybody who's, lis- who's listening, uh, I think Walt is ordering food, it seems like, in the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> well, you caught me right in the middle of it. Sorry about that. I was uh, kind of stuck. Um, but I'm all finished now, so I appreciate your patience. Now you're good. No, so I just I want the viewers to be like, okay, what? Why we hear noise background? He's ordering food, and I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I'm, uh, I, if I'm right, I'm assuming P. Terry's my favorite. We're all clear. You know what? Uh, it was uh, it was in and out. So uh, close enough. I uh, I was asked to get the uh, family food today, so ah. <laughs> I was on the food run. Okay, cool. Well, Walt, 
definitely want to ask you, um, you know, I, I know you from uh, Dylan, me and Dylan are good friends, your, your son, you know, uh, shout out to my buddy Dylan, um, you know, and kind of how we met was through church. And when he told me uh, you were, uh, he was, you were his dad. And I was like, what the heck? You know, like I been watching your dad for, since I've been in Austin, like that was just news thing was for me. You know, uh, when I was in high school, I got the opportunity to be a sports intern for CBS seven here in Odessa. Um, for KOSA TV and that just kind of that bug stuck with me and you know then I got to do uh, coming to Austin four years ago uh, five years ago now um, I got to be a radio intern for a co-op radio for uh, their nonprofit, and you know I got really more involved in media and broadcasting and kind of like you you know just to see what it was like you know I got to do uh, be it on-air DJ, um, you know, for a show, a disability show, as a co-host, um, executive producer, uh, social media director, and, you know, getting to interview different people, um, including the mayor of Austin, Steve Adler, you know, and, and just that kind of stuck with me, you know, and I just decided to, you know, I really enjoy this, you know, people really don't get to, to see you, but you're doing something uh, something that helps the community, um, whether it's breaking news, giving the weather, uh, telling different stories, um, just giving little snippets of your, your story here and there. And that's for me why I decided to, you know, maybe continue at some point. And, you know, after meeting you, it was just like, maybe this is something that I would be good at, you know, and, and, um, I just, you know, I've had many doors open and, and, and close here and there. And it just, I mean, it's like, oh, is it going to go through? And then all of a sudden it just shuts. But, you know, I finally just made the decision on my own to do podcasting. And, you know, I have the equipment, you know, I have the passion for it. And I just decided to do something that I really enjoy. And, you know, you were well, one of, you were one of my, is, you're, you're one of my biggest inspirations for that. This is my take on that. It's very competitive, first of all. Mm -hmm. And, I can't even tell you how many doors got shut in my face. So when I graduated from college, I sent out, you know, this is a long time ago. Right. We're talking 1991, right. right? Right. There was no Internet, digital links. There was no YouTube. So I had to physically edit every one of my tapes. And then I had to go to the mailbox and mail them out with postage in a package. And I probably mailed 50 out before I even got one phone call back. Wow. And that took six months. Dang. And so, you know, you get discouraged. You think, you know, I studied this. This is my passion. You know, God, please open a door for me. Mm -hmm. And then you're sitting there frustrated thinking, you know, I, I have what it takes, I think. Right. I just need somebody to take a break on me. Uh, somebody just needs to give me a break. Just give me the so, chance. Um, and the thing is, is as I look at you, you know, you're doing everything you need to do to lay the foundation. Mm -hmm. You're aggressive. And, you know, the, your sight is not getting in your way. You're not letting any of that get in your way. Right. And right. actually, it's help, helping to propel you and keep you motivated. Um, but journalism can take so many forms these days. It's not just TV, radio, or print. Mm -hmm. You have this podcast, which is great. I think that's actually a great thing for your listeners to hear, that if you want to get into the world of podcasting and journalism, there are so many voices out there. So I, I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. Also, you need to continue, um, you know, keep pushing the boundaries okay. of journalism, radio, and TV. You could direct. You could do um, storytelling through video. You know, iPhones are an incredible 
powerful source of journalism these days. Look at all the iPhones oh, yeah. um, out there changing the way we view the world. Right. So podcasting is, is a great step for you, and I think do not be discouraged by the closed doors and whoever out there is listening that wants to get into journalism. You can do so many different things now from podcast to YouTube channel, Instagram page. You have nothing holding you back. Right. What would you say to somebody who uh, maybe has a little bit more challenges, maybe, um, you know, autism or something, but is, is very passionate and maybe has watched you on, on the news and is like, what can I do? I have these obstacles. What can I do to maybe get into journalism like Walt? Well, those obstacles can be overcome depending on how you play to your strength. Right. Um, I work with people with autism in the industry all the time. Mm-hmm. And some people um, are reserved, and they just want to be a news photographer. Right. That's their world. They love it. They're excellent at it. That's where they excel. That's where they live. And that's the place they feel at home. Other people do not like the social interaction or being on TV, but they do love writing. They love writing the newscast. They like writing and setting up the, the uh, shows. And then you have technical directors and producers that um, technically punch the show, and that that helps them uh, stay in the world where they can manage. Uh-huh. And it's not a disability because they are so good at it. Right. Right. So another question I was going to ask you, um, how is it for you? I mean, you do so many stories and, you know, you do back to back stories, you know, pre COVID, you were always outgoing to stories. I mean, I'm sure now it's, I don't know if it's as many or as much, you know, you were interacting face to face. I mean, how has that been for you to see, you know, different stories? How have they impacted your, your life and your career as a, as a news anchor and a journalist? Well, that's why I got into it. I think that's why every journalist and person who gets a passion for journalism gets into broadcasting or print or radio because they love telling people stories. And look at you, for example. I found out about you through my son. Right. And the incredible opportunity through Eastside. I didn't know that you had uh, vision issues because you pull it off so well. I had no idea. Thank you. But then, then you had... Um, this relationship with Eastside, when I heard the story about your friend Jack taking you to get fitted for the Eastside goggles and the mm-hmm. fundraiser, that was a miracle story that a lot of people needed to hear because they're in your same shoes. Yeah. So when I had the opportunity to hear about that story, tell that story and share that story, right. that was very important to me. Right. And you have an, you know, if I can inspire somebody to just look up Eastside to maybe see their mother's face or see a leaf on a tree in the detail or see a shimmering uh, lake at sunset, mm-hmm. that's all worth it to me. Right. Right. Well, well, I, I just want to say thank you again. I mean, you know, you doing that story, um, you know, that story actually helped uh, a few people um, that I got to actually personally hand deliver their e-site. You know, um, my friend uh, who I, uh, knew growing up, he was in aviation out here at the Commemorative Air Force in Midland um, before they moved. And, you know, he gave me the opportunity to work uh, with aviation to be um, working air shows and stuff. And that's something I never thought I'd do, you know. And, and then after meeting Jack and then, you know, getting that opportunity to go flying, which I always wanted. I mean, I'd fly Southwest, you know, commercial, but never in a small plane like like I did, you know. And and, you know, for me, it just, it really showed me if you really have something you want to do, it can happen. 
but it may take some time. The thing is, do not give up on your passion. Right. No matter what things or obstacles you're facing, or if you have a disability that you're trying to battle through, there are ways to accommodate it and get through it, and there are people out there that are willing to help, organizations that are willing to help, and there are opportunities. Like, I just did a story with a uh, veteran from Afghanistan who lost both of his legs and his fingers, and he worked with Microsoft and the Microsoft Xbox team, and they came up with an adaptive controller. So this soldier who put his life on the line, he had his limbs blown off his body for our country. He worked with Microsoft, and they created a gaming system so now he can play video games, and it's unbelievable. It's called the Microsoft Xbox Adaptive Controller. Wow, I'll to, tell I, you. I need to look that up. Yeah, I'll send you the story, and okay. you can share it out. But um, Sergeant Bernardo, um, Monty Bernardo, the guy is amazing. Wow. Well, you know, so, I, uh, I, I love, I love the, the military. My, my cousin uh, was stationed. He went to, of course, Iraq, Afghanistan, did a few tours, you know, and he was stationed in Fort Hood. You know, he's, of course, now retired and everything. But, you know, I've just, you know, that was one thing for me, for, you know, people that don't know. I, I loved aviation to the point I was like, you know what, when I was in, in school, in high school, I was like, you know what, I would love to be in the U.S. Air Force and fly one of the uh, fighter jets or even one of the bombers or the the cargo planes, you know. And, and I remember um, one of the uh, uh, recruiters asked me, he said, hey, are you interested? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, he... Um, he asked me what my uh, what my issues were and stuff, and and I remember exactly. I said I have uh, optic nerve atrophy and cerebral palsy, and immediately I could just tell the look on his face. He was like, "Yeah, buddy, I'm sorry, but that disqualifies you from uh, joining. We can't, uh, you know, that's something that we can't we can't allow." And it just it crushed me. But you know, I was sure. like, that was for me. That was like a stepping stone of, you know, hey, this door's closed what is another way that I can get involved in aviation maybe and be around aviation? Cause I've, I've loved flying since I was a kid, you know, and, and, and I just, that's when kind of the door opened up to be a part of the commemorative air force out here, you know, to do air shows and, and stuff like that. You know, I'd go on Saturday mornings, my dad would drive me uh, for um, boot camp is what they called it, you know, and we would do different activities and we actually, I got to fly in a, an S a T six Texan a few times. We fly to big spring, the other city over even. No to, way. Yeah. So, you know, I got to fly in a couple of warbirds, you know, and as a, as a member, um, you rack up points and as a cadet, you would rack up points. And if you had enough points, you could fly to a, a flying breakfast and there would be pilots from all over the area. You know, we'd fly in formation together. So that for me really just, that was the bug that really sparked everything, you know, and I remember one day I listened to radio and I was like, I wonder if I could be a DJ, an on-air DJ, you know, I have these, issues and i have these um differences maybe i could do um be a dj and you know it just i kind of stuck with me and then you know i remember i used to win stuff <laughs> you're gonna love this i used to win stuff off of the the news uh station they would do sports trivia and i was always winning uh tickets to sports games whatever concerts and you know i remember the one time that i actually went i was uh 
in junior high, middle school, and I was about to be in, in call, uh, high school. And I, the sports director actually came out. It was on the weekend after business hours. She's like, hey, come by, pick up your tickets. And she came and handed me the tickets. And I asked her, I said, hey, uh, what do I need to do to maybe be, um, I would love to be, you know, able to help you guys. Um, I'm big in news and stuff. I just love broadcasting. And she's like, you know what? She's like, we're always looking for interns. We're always looking for any interns to help out with anything and i remember i went for that interview a couple like a, a few months uh, a year later or so and that interview walt did not even last 15 minutes it was maybe like a five ten minute interview and i was running late i was like five minutes late you know and he was like i'll call you today or tomorrow i'll let you know and nothing and you know for me i remember my mom uh, picked me, uh, picked me up. She stayed there cause the, uh, their station is actually in the mall, the uh, music city mall here in Odessa. Um, you can actually yeah. see the new station and stuff. And I remember driving home and I'm like, what did I do wrong? Did, was I not dressed right? You know, those things go through your head. And I remember uh, a year later, um, I'm literally at lunch school had just started they were giving us our lunch schedules you know all that fun stuff and i remember i was sitting in front of the outside in front of the rotc room uh just eating my lunch and i see a missed phone call and i go to my voicemails to check it and it's it's uh the sports director she's like hey nick it's whitney from uh, cbs 7 sports i've got your resume here and i was wondering if you would want to be our intern for football season uh this year if you're interested, please call me back and we can go from there. And I remember I had to replay that like maybe five or 10 times. Cause I didn't, I thought it was a, a prank. You know, I thought somebody was messing with me and I called my mom and I said, Hey, this is what's going on. Can we go? Can I go just talk to them? And I remember I went and I got the internship, you know, as, as a junior in high school. And, wow. and I just, from there, you know, getting to, to go to foot, football games. And I remember the first game I went to, they were like, okay, we need you to run with the, uh, she was like, I need you to run with me across the sidelines and stay behind me, watch what I do. And, you know, she was, of course I couldn't really mess with the camera because it's thousands and thousands of dollars and that, you know, I don't want to mess that up. And that was just so cool. And I remember one game we went to, we were, we had gotten done really quickly. We had filmed what we needed to for one school. And she was like, she gave me the camera. She goes, here you go. She goes, run with it to the car, go put it in the car. I'm going to be behind you. She's like, we've got to book it to big spring to get another, some more footage. And I mean, I was running with it and I was like, man, the adrenaline and the way it was for me was just awesome. And I'm like, wow, this is what it's like to, you know, get to be in someone of the, the, broadcasting world and the news world and stuff and the entertainment world and it, that bug for me just it kind of stayed with me even after that you know and my senior year I did two and a half years I did another year my senior year and it was amazing you know I got to really know everybody there the anchors the people that have you know gone on some of them are actually anchors in Austin or uh, program directors you know and I'm just for me that that stuck with me and when I came to Austin it really just that bug never left and you know it's never left me since then and you know i'm just i'm i'm kind of i get like you i'm looking for a big break you know and i just i guess you know i'm just gonna have to keep going and going and, and see where that's gonna lead me you know and another thing that i i've always loved doing is public speaking so you know sharing my story you know the way i have through uh you know news stories and stuff but you know being able to be a public speaker that's always been another dream of mine and maybe combining those two and broadcasting and public speaking and putting those two together. 
Well, they all work together hand in hand. And the thing is, is that look at your stories now. You can do public speaking about the inspirational fight that you've had to get where you are, mm-hmm. but you also can continue to tell the stories through podcasting and journalism and, you know, continue. Um, you know, another thing I would suggest your listeners to do and you to do and mm-hmm. people that want to get into journalism, you know, spend the money. It's not that much, usually under a hundred dollars. Okay. Um, get and build your own website. Okay. www.nickflores or, you know, uh, the blind side or whatever, just right. get the domain and start building it. Like have links to your podcast, Okay. have your bio, show some work that you've done, show the story that we did together on CBS Austin news. Okay. And then use that, keep pushing that out onto your Facebook pages, social media sites, Instagram, Twitter, and, uh, the stories will come to you. Okay. Because, you know, Walt, there, there's a there, – people really don't realize, you know, the, the few people that I would love to interview would definitely be Matthew McConaughey because people don't know he has dyslexia. And he's a professor at UT, you know, and he's – Right. A, and the know, thing is, Nick, as a student and somebody in your position, those people will love to help out because you're not like a big – it's harder for me to get an interview with McConaughey or CBS or ABC or CNN because you have to go through so many different channels. But right. McConaughey right. Lo- loves helping students. You know, he's a professor. He loves UT. I would continue reaching out to him because some of my best interviews I got when I was in student as a student because they, they really want to help people out. And you're just starting your career, and mm-hmm. usually they're very gracious. Well, you know, that's another thing, you know, I, I did, I did college for a little bit and I, I realized just, you know, with the, the issue with my, my CP, it was a lot of back and forth, you know, and I, it just, people don't really uh, understand with CP is that you walk a lot and after a while you get very tired and stuff, you know, and so I just decided, you know, I, it wasn't the right call, you know, and I thought, what can I do, you know, to at least show people, Hey, I maybe don't have the degree or the paper that says, you know, I'm certified, but I have the passion and the drive, you know, to, to do it, you know? So, and then that's well, look at Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings never went to college. Really? His dad did American bandstand in Canada and he basically earned his stripes in the field. I don't recommend people skipping college, Mm -hmm. um, especially now that you can do it online, but you, you can do it through experience. A lot of foreign correspondents are just willing to go to those hot zones that other people don't. They don't necessarily have a college degree, but they're willing to write about what they see. So what do you think maybe like starting a YouTube channel as well and like going to like different events and saying, hey, I've got this show and stuff and I just want to get some interviews with, you know, our bands or artists or, or whoever, whoever's there? Absolutely. Start your YouTube channel, keep the podcast going, okay. and what you need to do is you'll get turned down, but you need to continue to apply for credentials. And what happens is they'll say, what's your reach? Okay. Well, my last podcast, 200 people listened to it. Okay. Well, what's your reach? Uh, 500 people listened to the last one. Right. Then it was 2,000, and then 5,000. So you just got to keep building the numbers, okay. and you're in a position that you can do that. Okay. And also... Look at this brave new world. You know, nobody really can do in-person interviews anymore. Right. You could do Zoom calls. You can do phone calls. People are willing to talk because they can be at their home. They can be on a phone. With this pandemic, they're more than willing. Like, you could do a thing on 
uh, public health where you are, Austin Public Health, or you can talk to somebody at the football, say, hey, how are you going to do football this weekend? You've right. got 25,000 right. fans, you've got a pandemic, how's that going to happen? Mm-hmm. So you think maybe just like um, like first like singers and, and uh, like uh, Stevie Wonder, like reach out to his PR and say, hey, this is uh, who I am, this is my show, I have... Uh, you know, this disability as well, you know, and I've always, I've wanted, would love to have him on my show. Absolutely. And actually I saw something on YouTube where Stevie Wonder walked up to a booth where somebody was demonstrating Eastside. Really? So uh, you should talk to Eastside. They might have an in with him or you need to talk to uh, the PR person say, listen, my name is Nick. Mm -hmm. I have this podcast. I'm trying to help other people. It would be my honor to have the chance, just five minutes, to talk with Stevie Wonder about his journey and and share some inspiration with me on my podcast. Okay. They are more than willing to do that. I see it time and time again. So definitely just going for it and, and reaching out to them. Yeah, all they can say is no. Right. And then you keep on knocking. Just keep on knocking. Okay. So so keep being being that, that fly on the wall and, and pushing for it. Yeah. They, they, I'm telling you, they are more than willing to help. Okay, definitely. And well, I, I do want to ask you real quick. Um, once you're, once you're in the field, are there, there are just tons of opportunities. I'm assuming, like I've seen you where you've gone to the Formula One races and you've covered for CBS. And I actually saw when you did, uh, you got the opportunity to drive in an, uh, be in an F1 car. I mean, you know, it just seems like you get these opportunities that come out of nowhere, you know, and that are well, ama- amazing. That's what I love about journalism. Every day is different. And, you know, I've been to Australia with NBC, and I did the Olympics there in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I covered the Oklahoma City bombing. I've uh, covered hurricanes and tornadoes and um, Super Bowls and um, racing events. So wow. that's, the, that's what I, I love about journalism. Every day is different. Mm-hmm. Every story is different. Like, we're going through a tough time now with the pandemic the economy. We've got a really divisive election. We've got a lot of misinformation out there. Right. And that's another thing. We need good journalists to do the vetting and to do the who, what, why, when, and how, and the unbiased, clear, concise reporting to get information to people because social media is is really wreaking havoc with information right now. They've weaponized information, and there's a battle going on there. So People right. like we need people like you out there that are willing to talk about things that are uh, the truth and okay. you know hard and you know clear and concise and balanced. Well, can I ask you? You brought that up. Can I ask you how is it for you? You know, being a journalist, uh, journalist in this pandemic. You know, I see a lot of uh, you know like Fox News. A lot of these journalists get a lot of uh, you know hate. How was that for you? You know, I mean. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but, you know, in this time of, of, of a pandemic, you know, you p- report a story and it's just like, you know, you see the comments maybe and people are just bashing you left and right. Well, and then that's okay. The thing is, is what I get frustrated about is how lazy consumers of news are. Mm-hmm. They take the first article. Here's, 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 a, here's something everybody needs to know. If you are triggered by a news article or something you see on Facebook or on the TV, uh-huh. you need to you need to spend five minutes of your own to Google the topic. Because chances are it's either been made up 
or the facts have been stretched, you need to make sure that if you've been triggered by it or you're angry by it, you need to take a look at three different sources from places that you don't normally go to. Like if you're Republican, you can't go to all the Republican sites. Or if you're a Democrat, you can't go to all the Democrat sites. you got to go to a lot of sites. you got to vet out the information. And the thing is with me, I present both sides as fairly and accurately as possible. And then if you don't like it, then you have an opportunity to Google anything you want about that story to find out more information. Right. So you're definitely in this time of pandemic and stuff and with the election coming up for people to do the research before they go all uh, off the wall on social media. Well, yeah, if they see a story they don't like, they need to go start researching it and say, what, what is really happening here? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times headlines are misleading. Sometimes they only catch half the soundbite. Sometimes they only hear what they want to hear, but they don't finish reading the article. Right. Uh, so that's, there's a lot of laziness with today's information, and that's dangerous. Well, can I ask you a question? Um, and I'm assuming in being in media and stuff, like in broadcasting and journalism, the, 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 some of the broadcasters, not you, but other, other like you know, Fox or whatever, they can take the story and they can twist it, I'm assuming, correct? Well, the problem with Fox and CNN and MSNBC and the mm-hmm. cable news networks is that they have to fill 24 hours of news time. Right. Local news, you have about 18 minutes and some sports and weather. So we have to give you the most concise, clearest picture of what's happening in your world in that half hour as possible. Mm -hmm. When you've got these network news sites like CNN and Fox, they can talk and have opinion makers on there for 24 hours. Right. And we all know that they have a lot of time to kill, and sometimes all that time can really cause havoc with information. Right. So, so like maybe you hear it in the morning and it's one way and then you hear it in the evening and the story is a different way. Well, every big personality like Hannity has his own style. Right. And then you have Anderson Cooper on CNN. He has his own style. Right. You have Don Lemon on, and then you have Andrew, uh, you have Cuomo. So the thing is, is, uh, there's a lot of personality-driven news out there, and they have their own styles. And then there's just kind of the straight, cut-and-dry news. Mm-hmm. And you really got to know it's, it's a big menu. So you got to know what you're picking off the menu. You know when you go to McDonald's and you know when you go to P. Terry's. They're two different things. And you know what you're going for. So you got to right. know right. what you're getting when you go get your news. Right. Well, well, I, I definitely, you know, me, myself, you know, I definitely uh, listening to you and all this, you know, I definitely appreciate it. You know, it's, I'm taking this and I'm, I'm going to run with it, you know, um, in the next. Well, series. I agree. I mean, you have the foundation, Nick, you have the passion, you have the skills and you have the drive. And you know what? All you need is one big break. And the thing is, is with social media, YouTube channels mm-hmm. and your own personal website and you continue to knock on doors you'll get that break. Okay. Well, well, I want to ask you another question. What uh, it is, last night was Sock It To Me Friday, but today is Sock It To Me Saturday. What socks are we wearing today? Okay, so we <laughs> talk about social media, right? So right. a lot of drivers on social media is that you can post news stories and talk about the news on social media, but a lot of people, they don't engage that much on some news stories. But right. you know what people right. engage with? 
kind of weird, crazy stuff like socks. So <laughs> I started Friday. I just started coming to work and posting pictures of my socks and called it Sock It To Me Friday. Right. right. So last night I had these tropical socks with palm trees and a monkey surfing. <laughs> Today, in honor of Saturday and a cactus I used to have in my backyard that I named SpongeBob. SpongeBob, yes. I remember SpongeBob. I have uh, SpongeBob socks on. Awesome. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I am wearing my sock to me Saturday SpongeBob socks. Okay. Recommendation on the socks. See if you can find uh, a some socks with SpongeBob and the pineapple, maybe. <laughs> I need to, yeah, I need to find the pineapple because my cactus looked like a pineapple under the sea that recently died. It was called a a century cactus, and it it fell over. But um, that was how the uh, SpongeBob thing came about. And people started actually sending me SpongeBob socks. Really. So that's uh, those are some of my favorites now. You know, guys really don't have much of a fashion thing to do in terms of, like, I can't wear crazy stuff on the news, but I can wear crazy socks. Right. That's my well, one little wild side. Well, I was going to ask you a question that just came to mind. Um, for, like, somebody, like, maybe let's say you, wanna, you want um, people to, like, maybe big names to know you, like Nike and stuff. What would you recommend, like, maybe just to get, you know, sponsorships and stuff when you're doing your own, like, podcast nowadays, your own um, YouTube? What would you recommend and stuff like that? You know, maybe, like, they'll say, hey, we'll uh, we'll take care of whatever when once the country starts, you know, doing flights and stuff. We'll, like, hey, we'll fly you here to interview this person or whoever. Well, that's a different animal. You see, I cannot engage in any of that. Ah. That's payola and um, payback and pay for play. Okay. As a journalist. Depending on how you go down the journalism road, I cannot be associated with any brand, product, company, or any type of uh, thing that looks like I am going to be biased in my reporting. The station has contracts with certain people, and they announce those contracts, like uh, uh, L.L. Bean provides our rain gear. But we, we show on the TV rain gear provided by L.L. Bean. Okay. But I have no financial stake in it. I have no benefit from that. And the thing is, as a journalist, I cannot be tied to any product or endorsement. Uh, But on social media, the social media influencers and the YouTubers, they are all sponsored up like a NASCAR. So, you know, you have Mountain Dew will sponsor some guy who does tricks on his bike. Or you have Eminem sponsoring a guy who does a a toy review. For you... For you, I think the best vehicle um, would be to get sponsors from people like eSight. Okay. And, you know, uh, sponsorships from, from people that – because you are a walking testimony for them. Right. I mean, the way you're able to help people get set up with eSight, you're a great uh-huh. ambassador for eSight, and that would be a great vehicle for you. Okay. But if you want to get into the endorsement side, that's a whole different animal. Okay. Uh, but as a journalist at CNN, ABC, you know, NBC, you cannot be tied to any product because then you have, you know, there could be calls for bias reporting. Oh, wow. Well, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So you got you to gotta stay away from that on a strictly, like a New York Times columnist can't be sponsored by the number two pencil and get money from them and, you know, and yeah. get... Uh, endorsements because they think oh wow 
they're going to try to steer stories to so people buy more pencils. <laughs> right. You, you got to steer clear of that if you want to be a, a clean journalist. Okay. Okay. So definitely, you're telling you, you would say for somebody who like me who has you know challenges and obstacles in their life to go for what they want to go for and to to chase that dream no matter what. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, if, if you want to go out on your own, like you're doing with a podcast and YouTube mm-hmm. channel and, and website, you can, you can absolutely go after those endorsements. If you want to go into traditional journalism, like your local CBS station, where you're at, you can't right. have the endorsement. But okay. um, the thing is, is you have a bigger, better resume at your age than I ever did at your age. Mm-hmm. So you have so many things under your belt already, and I wanted to ask you, how are you doing with your eat side? How are you doing with um, getting through these obstacles? I'm doing okay. I mean, I use I use it here at home. You know, it's not it's a little different. Um, I use it here and there at the grocery store, but you know, it's just um, it's it's different because you know it's I mean going out and before you know like I was before all the time and just now you're stuck at home so it's a little different um and I, I will mention that eSight actually just rolled out I, I think I uh, sent it to you or you saw it um the new eSight 4 which it's much more high tech you know everything's a wire it looks like it really looks like a VR headset um yeah it looks got very, the- it looks very slick I was impressed with that yeah. So, and actually, you know, I, I had recommended that to eSight cause you know, they would come to me for different, um, suggestions. And I said, Hey, I think it looks, should look more like a VR headset. Maybe the battery pack is built onto the glasses somehow, or, you know, just make it much more, uh, comfortable for the user and much more, uh, user friendly, you know, and to where you can, um, you know, be more mobile with it. I mean, you could be you're, mobile with the, you could be mobile with the other one. But this one, you definitely know what Eastside. Do your listeners know what Eastside is? No, um, you know, and and that's the thing. You know, Eastside for me, if people don't know and who are listening, Eastside is actually a uh, vision device that actually helps people um, do their day uh, things in daily life, like shopping, um, cooking, um, reading. Uh, surfing the web, maybe working in broadcasting and journalism. Um, it is a systems technology medical one, uh, uh, class one medical device. And, um, you know, you can check it out at eSightEyewear.com or call eSight or follow them on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and I believe Twitter as well. And, you know, just tell them, hey, um, you heard it from me, uh, Nick, you're on the blind side, uh, and Walt from uh, CBS. You know, um, you can check out my story with him on Google. Just Google CBS Austin um, and Google eSight, and my story will come up with Walt. You know, and um, that story for me, just like I said, you know, before that story really, it touched me, you know, and, and what's been really cool about that, about eSight is that, you know, I've gotten to be on different platforms from CBS to uh, ABC to NBC to even MTV. Never thought that would happen. You know, I got to be, yeah. And, you know, they approached us and approached Jack um, at UT and, and said, hey, we want to interview y'all. And, and I said, sure, let's do it. You know, and, and that story, you know, has just, you know, it's it's gotten really big, you know, and and everybody at Eastside already knows me. You know, I've been, uh, it's been an, uh, I've been able to be in People Magazine, uh, be in the, the, the Times Magazine, you know, um, just different platforms, you know, that I never thought I would get to do with Eastside and, you know, just sharing little snippets of my story here and there. And so you need to gather all that stuff up, get all the links, get all the images, 
and put it on the website that you build to continue to promote your brand. Okay. So promoting east side a little bit and promoting the blind side altogether. You know, you primarily promote the blind side. Okay. But you need to show how diverse you are. Look, okay. I've, I've had this journey with eSight. That's something that, that happened organically. That right. is a, a great thing to sh- showcase. Right. Plus, it's been a stepping stone for the podcast. And right. then, you know, you might want to blog about, you know, what is it like dealing with a disability in this society? Mm-hmm. Are you accommodated correctly? What needs to be done to change things? What, what, what can you do to help people? How right. can you tell other people to help people who are dealing with sight issues? And, you know, it's interesting. Where a lot of people grab people by the elbow to help them, guide them through an area if they can't see that well. But now we're told to sneeze in our elbows. Right. And uh, <laughs> we can't do that during a pandemic. Right. Well, well, I, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to take everything you've, you've, uh, been able to teach me here and there, you know, just talking with you and especially this interview. And I'm just going to, like they say, run with it, <laughs> you know, go full Absolutely. Force. I can't wait to see your progress and keep me updated with everything. I will. And well, Hey, um, one more question. Um, what, uh, for somebody who maybe is disabled and doesn't want to go to school, would you recommend them, you know, just going for it and, you know, maybe going to college and, and just trying it out? Well, I would recommend at least get some certificate through community college or get certified in AVID editing. You can pay for an AVID editing class, and that will give you a skill that is highly needed in the media. Even newspapers now are, are editing video for their websites. Okay. And you have um, radio stations that have websites that have video on them. Right. Uh, New York Times, USA Today, all those stations, Daily Mail, um, they have video element components to it. So... Get certified in AVID ed- editing. Put okay. that on your resume. Okay. That is a skill that's highly needed. Also, you should see if um, you can take voiceover classes online. Get certified okay. in voiceover work. Okay. Um, they do have um, podcast classes. So if you're not going to go the traditional certificate route through college, you know, you got to get other kind of certification. Yeah. And also, I would highly recommend at least Go online, especially now, get a two-year degree from community college and communications, and get that under your belt. Okay. Okay. Well, Walt, I, I want to say thank you again, and, you know, um, it's been an honor to know you and, and know the family, you know, know Dylan, you know, um, I've just, it's been great, you know, um, I love getting to hang out with you guys when I would, living in Austin, you know, um, and getting to eat uh, some of your great foods. I think it was, what, salmon for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to lobster. come over for steak night. Steak Ooh. night next time. Okay, sounds good. Well, guys, this has been The Blind Side with Nick, uh, DJ Nico, and um, Walt from CBS Austin. You can check him out weekdays on CBS Austin. Walt, what are the times that people can catch you on CBS Austin? And if they don't maybe live in Austin, where can they uh, watch your newscast? Well, you can always watch our newscast streaming online at cbsaustin.com. Okay. We go live at 5 to 5.30, okay. 6 to 7, okay. and then 10 to 10.30. Okay. We're always live streaming that. Plus, okay. we have all our stories on there. And you can find my story that I did with Nick on Eastside.
Okay, cool. And they just, um, if they want to find the story that we did um, with eSight, they just Google um, on CBS Austin's search page, uh, search bar, uh, eSight? I would do eSight, Walt Makaborski, Nick Flores. Okay, cool. Well, Walt, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Um, and, you know, this, I'm very excited for what's to come for me and podcasting, you know, and, you know, just thank you again for, uh, you know, giving our listeners and myself um, some great advice, maybe uh, to go for it, you know, don't let any obstacles hold you back. Uh, anyone or anything hold you back and just go for what you really are passionate about. You know, me with podcasting and you with journalism, you know, and I love to see like where you're at now, you know, um, with, with journalism. Absolutely. Uh, you have a bright future ahead, Nick, and uh, sky's the limit. You're well on your way. Thank you. Well, guys, thanks again, and you can find uh, our episodes on Spotify and Anchor uh, app, and this will this episode will probably be aired uh, tonight, um, published tonight sometime uh, on Spotify, and I look forward to many interviews, and like Walt said, just uh, start your own podcast, maybe YouTube channel, and, you know, get yourself out there and, you know, blog about it and get your own website and, you know, you can be a, a, a broadcaster, you know, yourself. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. Thank you so much, Walt.